you're listening to the Wellness Cucina Podcast, where I give you tips and tricks about getting your family involved in the kitchen and making delicious and nutritious meals with ease. I'm Celestina, a chef, registered dietitian nutritionist, and a lover of good food, especially pizza. So I know for most RDs and those who are health conscious, boneless, skinless chicken breast is like the go-to. In the past, I've seen people boil them, which is definitely not the right application for boneless, skinless chicken breast. I've seen them seared and fully cooked in a pan, and this completely dries the chicken out. So you have a really nice crust on the outside and a hockey puck on the inside. And it also makes a mess. I don't really like doing everything on the stove. It's just kind of a hassle to clean up. I've also seen people roast them and overcook them because they don't know when they're done. And I've also seen them whacked up and used in a stir fry, which is actually a pretty good application for boneless, skinless chicken breast. Probably the best of what I've mentioned so far. I've also heard of people brining them, which is absolutely delicious and makes for a really juicy and tender product. But if you're trying to put dinner on the table quickly on a random weeknight, ain't no one got time for brining. Know what I'm saying? So, like I said earlier, the stir fry and the roasting are probably the best applications for boneless, skinless chicken breast. And let's talk a little bit about baking versus roasting. Essentially the same thing, but baking is saved for pastries. Roasting is saved for meats, veggies, things that are a little bit hardier. So your savory items, really. Baking can typically be done at a lower temperature, whereas roasting is going to be like 375 or above, essentially. That's kind of the basics of baking versus roasting. So if you look at a boneless, skinless chicken breast, obviously there's no bones, there's no skin, there's a very minimal amount of fat. Because they're so lean, they need to be cooked pretty quick in order for them to stay juicy. So my go-to way, I call this the messless way to cook a chicken breast. It's all in the oven and you're still gonna get a really nice sear on it, which is what we all want. So preheat your oven to 425 degrees. I cook everything at 425 just because it's super easy it's my go-to number. Roast everything, cook everything, probably do some rustic pastries at that temperature, which is too high for them, but it still works. 425, go-to. Always remember that. So preheat your oven to 425. Heat your favorite cast iron in there while the oven is preheating. I have an 8-inch cast iron, but if you have one that's a little bit bigger, go for it. Heat that bad boy up in there. If you're cooking for a family of like four or more, I recommend preheating two cast irons at the same time so that the chicken breasts are spread out on two and you're not overfilling either of those two pans. So once your cast irons are preheating, you want to work on the chicken. So take any of the excess fat off, add some salt, add some pepper, add some seasonings, whatever that looks like for you. Once your oven's up to temp and your pans have been preheated as the oven has heated, Pull those pans out, obviously with oven mitts, because they are hot. Please remember that they're hot. I always have a tendency of grabbing for the pan when it's on the stove after I pull it out of the oven, and I always regret it because there's always a burn on my finger. So please use your oven mitts while you're doing this. So after you've removed the pan from the oven, add one to two tablespoons of olive oil and spread it out. Remember here, you want to use a refined olive oil, not extra virgin. Extra virgin cannot handle this temperature, and it will get funky. Once you've spread the olive oil out, I like to do this with a paper towel. So you put some of the olive oil on a paper towel and then using tongs, spread it out on the pan. The best way to not get burnt. 
So once you've done that, place the chicken serving side down on the pan. So this is the pretty side, the, not the side that had the bone attached to it, but the side that would have faced the outside of the bird. You want to place that face down on the pan and it should sizzle. So your pan should be hot. There should be some sizzle. And remember not to overcrowd the pan. There, it's not going to sear. It's not going to get that awesome crust on it if there's too much chicken on the pan because it's going to cool down the pan too rapidly and it's not going to have time to have that nice crust form on the outside. So if you have an 8-inch pan, I recommend doing 3 maximum. 2 is ideal, but 3 maximum on one of those 8-inch pans. Obviously, if you have a larger pan, you can do a larger piece of chicken. If you want a really nice sear, letting it heat up under the broiler in lieu of the 425 degrees can also be another option. So you're getting direct heat onto that pan and you know that there's gonna be a quality sear. If you want a really hard sear, heat up your oven under the broil setting, put those pans right under the broiler and then bring it back down to 425 when you're ready to cook the chicken. That can be another way to do it as well. So once your chicken's on the pan, you hear that sizzle, you wanna place those pans of chicken back into the oven and cook them for about 20 to 25 minutes, especially if they are the larger breasts. If they're four ounce breasts, essentially, so if they look like the palm of your hand, they'll probably only need like 10 to 15 minutes. But if they are a larger size breast, they are going to need the full 20 to 25 minutes. I recommend using a thermometer at this point. You wanna ensure that your chicken registers 165 degrees. This is where the people who already roast their chicken go awry. They're like, eh, I don't know if it's done, let's keep it in there another five minutes. And then keep second guessing themselves and continue to do it and continue to do it. And then you end up with a hockey puck, a dry, gross hockey puck. Avoid all of that by investing just a couple of dollars into a really good digital read thermometer. I prefer the digital read because it gives you exact number, you don't have to guess. They're just a lot more accurate. It's, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to use. So using that digital read thermometer at the 25 or 20 minute mark, place the thermometer into the thickest piece of the breast. And I do it from the side. So if you look at the chicken from the side where it's flatter and thinner, rather than from the top view, you're gonna get a more accurate reading. So you wanna put the thermometer in into the thickest part of the breast from the side um, about halfway through, and that's gonna get you the most accurate temperature reading. Check out the show notes for the recommendation that I have for a digital read thermometer. This one's affordable and it works really, really well. And it also has the temperatures of the meats on the side of it. So that's helpful as a reference as well. Once your chicken is at 165, you want to remove it from the oven and allow it to rest. Move it from the hot pan onto a plate or a cutting board and allow it to rest for three to five minutes. It's going to cool down a little bit, but this resting process is also going to be really essential to keep those juices back in. So they are going to, the ones that have left the chicken are going to come back in and rehydrate the chicken. That's extremely important for juicy chicken. Once you've allowed it to rest, at this point you can slice it or serve it whole, serve it with a sauce, whatever that looks like for you. But this is going to be the juiciest roasted, boneless, skinless piece of chicken breast you will ever have. This is my go-to method to do it, and it works every time. There are two really important parts. One, you need to trust yourself that it's done, or get a thermometer. And two, this is the most important part of the process, ensuring that the cast iron is hot. If you feel like it's not hot enough, even with using the broiler method, like I mentioned earlier, 
take it out of the oven, splash a little bit of water on it, and if it beads up immediately, then you're good to go. So if you're not sure if it's hot enough, do that little test and then put your oil on it and then you will be set to sear your chicken beautifully. If you guys do this at home, take a picture of your chicken breast and post it on your Instagram and tag me at chef underscore RDN. I would love to see it. Three main takeaways. One, preheat your oven to 425. Two, place your chicken on your preheated cast iron pan to get a good sear. Three, allow your meat to rest. Thank you guys so much for listening. Reach out via email at cbrunettiwellness at gmail.com to leave comments, tell me about show topics you'd like to hear, or just to say hi. Check out Wellness Cucina's Instagram at chef underscore RDN for cooking tips, recipes, and IGTV videos that relate to the podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about how you and your family can build stronger bonds while gaining kitchen confidence, schedule a complimentary call. Link is in the show notes. Tune in next Monday when we'll be talking about grilling fruits and veggies. Just in time for grill in season.